Hi there, you're listening to the Personal Revolutions podcast with me, Ollie Anderson, author of the book Personal Revolutions, Short Course in Realness. If you don't have that already, you can get it on Amazon or there's now an online version at go.personalrevolutionstoolkit.com. The book is aligned with the uh, topic of this podcast, which is very simply, as I always seem to say, real people talking about realness in a real way. Uh, This is episode number 10, uh, going much more smoothly than I thought it would originally, just dived into this without much of a plan, Uh, was getting a bit worried that I might run out of things to talk about, but it seems like that is never going to be the case, quite a voluble individual and this stuff keeps coming out of my mouth, sit down, press record, start ranting and hope for the best, that seems to be the uh, main theme of this podcast if I'm going to be honest. Um, We've covered some pretty heavy topics so far. The last episode was probably the heaviest one of all. Uh, We talked about suicide and why if you're being unreal with yourself, you're eventually going to get depressed. Um, Still stand by that. I think being real is the greatest chance that we have of finding some kind of happiness on this uh, sinkhole of depravity that we know and love as planet Earth. Um, I am going to continue with the theme of being real in this podcast. That is the whole point after all. Um, But I'm going to try and bring it back home a little bit and focus on something um, practical, simple that we can do to instantly start turning our lives around and being more real if that's something that we feel like we need to do with ourselves. Um, The topic is very simple indeed. Um, I want to focus on a magical phrase, or not even a phrase, that's too complicated, a magical word that we can bring into our lives to kind of decondition ourselves uh, from the ego, all the stuff we mentioned before, and start to live in a more real fashion. Um, Basically, the word is no, as in the negative, I'm not going to do that, no, hell no as the kids on the internet like to say. Um, I think this is a really powerful way of kind of bringing more realness into our lives. Because if we're not being real, then what we're basically doing is swimming through life on autopilot, saying yes to the same old patterns that have brought the conditions that we know and love as our life into our reality. And basically leading to a state of complacency where we're just locked in the little bubble that we've built for ourselves because we're only saying yes to the same things again and again and basically not getting out of our comfort zone because we're only saying yes to the things that we're already comfortable with. Now, a few years ago, I don't know how many years ago, Saying yes to everything was kind of advocated as being this amazingly optimistic thing that you could do that would show what a free spirit you were and would bring all these amazing opportunities into your life. And to some extent, that is true. But I think if you only ever say yes to things all of the time, then you're probably going to end up dead or kind of miserable because people will start to take advantage of you. That's just the way it is. And 
basically boils down to the fact that if you don't have healthy boundaries with, with yourself because you don't respect yourself or know yourself enough to say no to things, then you're going to ultimately get locked into a pattern of basically being supplicating to the will of the rest of the world. Now, I'm not saying that you should never say yes to things. You should always say yes to reality. That's the whole point of these podcasts and the book and everything after all. Reality is where it's at. So I've said before, and I'll probably say again, in every moment of our lives as human beings, the options that we have basically boil down to choosing wholeness or reality or fragmentation and ego from one second to the next. It's up to us to decide whether the way into wholeness or reality uh, in a given moment is yes or no. So before I delve into all the heavy philosophical ramblings, let me just summarize what this is going to be about. I think this is just me speaking off the cuff, right? I want to talk about how the word no will set you free. The word yes, if you are using it to become more open to yourself in the world, is a great thing. But if you're only ever saying yes because you think that's what's going to win you approval or any of the other things that have kept you locked in the ego and away from your real self, then it's going to be harmful. It doesn't mean you should always say no either. If you only ever say yes, as I said, you're probably going to end up dead or in some kind of horrific state. If you only ever say no, then you're going to remain close to life. You're not going to grow real. And you'll probably end up in jail. If you keep saying no to things, then eventually someone's going to knock on the door and ask you to pay your council tax bill or something. And if you say no to them, then they're going to call the police. And if you say no to the police, then you're going to end up in jail. So basically, it's up to us to find the fine line where we say yes to the things that make us more real and no to the things that stop us from growing real. Now, this really all boils down to boundaries, healthy boundaries. And I think if you're currently unreal, then there's a good chance that you haven't established the healthy kind of boundaries that you need to become your real self. If you spent years and years kind of lost in the ego that kind of got um, conditioned as part of your being as you came up through childhood and into adulthood, you've probably become one of these people, or you stand a good chance of being one of the people, who is very obedient or too obedient sometimes. You know, you want to be nice. This is a thing that you hear about, niceness. But what does niceness really mean? It means that you're obedient or that you do the things that you think you should do because you have some kind of idea in your head that that's what's going to win um, the approval and applause and the appreciation, all the class A drugs of the rest of the world. Now, I think that uh, this um, almost whimsical flight through life as a yes man or an obedient individual is basically ingrained in us from childhood. You know, most of our parents will be quite happy if we always do what they tell us to do. If, we, if they, you know, say jump and we do, because we've said yes to that, 
then, you know, they'll call us a good boy or a good girl, and everything will be plain sailing. Problems arise when we start to say no. No, I'm, I'm not going to be home by 7pm. Or no, I'm not going to um, drive at the speed limit. Or whatever it may be. People do not like us saying no because it changes the dynamic of the relationship where two egos are basically in a position where they have some sort of homeostasis based on the roles that each person in the relationship plays. If you've been in that kind of a situation for a long time, where you're saying yes to a certain role or a certain expectation of what you should be doing, well, when you suddenly start to grow more real in yourself and you have to rebel somewhat against that dynamic and start saying no, well, it's going to cause some problems. Or not problems, but conflict. Because people like you to be obedient. People like you to do what they want you to do because that's basically how they keep their egos in place. If you start saying no, well, that's bringing chaos into the relationship and then they have to look at themselves and they have to grow real. And if they're not ready for that because they're not consciously doing it in the way that you are, then it's going to make them face their own shame, their assumptions, all the stuff that we've spoken about many, many times. And it's going to bring some animosity into the relationship. Now, that's why growing real is being about being able to say no with conviction. You have to say no to the things that are stopping you being real, even if that means a bit of a rough ride in the short term, as other people kind of try and bring you back to this unreal state that you've previously been in. So, why is the word no something that can set us free, shall we say? Let's say that in order to be able to get to the stage that I'm talking about, you first have to say yes. As I said, right? You have to say yes to reality. You have to say yes to your own realness and a purpose or a process or a vision for yourself that are going to allow you to bring more of that realness into the world. So we've said before in one of these podcasts and in the book that a shortcut to being able to figure that out is to learn how to make your values valuable to other people. If you can build a mission for yourself around making your values valuable to other people, then, as I've said, I'll summarize it quickly, you can create something that's going to carry you forward and that's going to push you through your comfort zone, that's going to help you acknowledge your interdependence with the rest of the world and is ultimately going to bring more of you to the world as a kind of gift as you grow into yourself. If you've reached that stage in your life where you've decided that you're going to become more real and you're going to grow in that fashion, then you can start saying no to anything that is going to take you off that track. So, I don't know, an example from my life this week. I've been in a pretty good place recently. I've been uh, smashing most of my goals. I've been uh, working on websites and stuff. I've been coaching. I've been doing a lot of cool shit that I've been meaning to really get in the zone with. I feel like I've been flowing. It's been good. And what, one day during the week, whilst I was in that state, I got a random text from a girl I was seeing a while back who I know is bad for me and who I know I am bad for. But there is a certain dynamic between us where if we start talking to each other, 
one thing leads to another, and before we know it, we're in this strange, codependent, weird relationship where things are fun at times, but they're not fun at other times, and there's all this drama and bullshit. And part of me saw this text, and I was very tempted to reply and see what was going on and maybe meet her or something like that. But I had to make a decision. What is the choice that I, you know, is going to lead me towards realness in the long term? And which is the choice that is going to lead me to fragmentation? So to what should I say yes? And what should I say no? Now, if I was in my ego and, you know, I wanted to get laid or something alone, or I wanted to have some drama and feel like life was exciting in some way, then maybe I would have said yes. But because I've already been through all that stuff with her, I said no. I said hell no. I saw the text, deleted the text, moved on with the rest of my day, and I think I made the right choice. So what's going on for me there is that I know myself now. I know my weaknesses. I know my desires that aren't necessarily healthy for me in the long term. I know how I can get addicted to certain situations. And I know that the best policy for me right there in that situation is to just say no. You know, there are plenty more healthy opportunities that can bring about a lot of the things that that kind of relationship can bring to my life in a more real fashion. And I think really that is part of the process of growing real, being able to say no to that kind of thing. I've said yes to that specific situation so many times before in the past. And I think saying no to it shows that I am growing more aware of who I am, what I want, what's possible, what I should be doing, where I should be going. And it starts by saying no. So when I think about this, the whole realness thing, ultimately, is about being present. Reality is found in the present, right? Presence is truth. Presence is potential to some extent because your potential resides with you in the present. And if you're aware of the processes that you're involved in and you're honest with yourself about who you really are, you're not caught up in the ego and your idealized version of yourself, then you can say no in a way that is actually very positive because you're saying no to the things that either tempt you or distract you from the present. I think they're the two main things. Obviously, there's all the stuff I've mentioned before, like the fear, pride, desire of the ego. But when it comes to this policy of saying hell no to things, or hell no, if I'm going to do it with a proper accent, when it comes to that, those two things are the things that stop you from being real. Temptation and distraction. Now, unfortunately for us, collectively as human beings, the world that we've built for ourselves is ultimately rooted, I think, in general at least, on the 
foundation of the ego, the illusory foundation of the ego, right? We built a world that is fueled by temptation and distraction. You know, temptation in the sense of, I don't know, porn on the internet or junk food or brainless TV or whatever it may be, or distractions like all the noise and the bullshit of the just daily grind, people are vying for your attention, trying to sell you things that you don't really need, or social media going off every two seconds, or text messages from people who are bored and want some drama in their lives, or any in unimportant thing that is just basically trying to take you away from the present. And I think if you can be real with yourself enough to stay present in yourself from a moment on a moment-to-moment basis, then you stand a much better chance of being real. So only you can really know, you know, what's tempting you right now from the, the right path to, to your own realness, or what's distracting you from that path. You're the only person who can, you know, say no in this real way. But I think saying no can also improve our personal relationships. Because if we're prepared to say no, then we can take ourselves out of the cycle of seeking approval and applause and appreciation that I already mentioned. And we'll stop being so nice that we end up defacing ourselves in any situation and becoming more and more frustrated as the dynamic of the relationship continues and we go further and further beneath ourselves, submerged in this kind of false patina of just nonsense and illusion that we've erected because we couldn't say no to it in the first place. I think a shortcut's been able to do this, and it says somewhere in Personal Revolutions, actually. It says, if, you, if you're prepared to walk away from absolutely any situation, then you usually won't have to. If you're prepared to walk away from any situation, then you usually won't have to. Now, what the hell does that mean? Does it sound cryptic? Maybe, maybe not. But what I wanted to say with that is that if you're in a mindset where you realize you can say no to certain situations, then you'll feel more confident within them and you won't become so needy that you only ever say yes to being treated in a certain way, which is a, an unhealthy way. If you're not prepared to walk away from things, then that's when you're going to get lost in the same old patterns that you've got used to. Because you're, you know, maybe it's linked to self-acceptance at some level. If you don't accept yourself, your real self, then you'll never walk away from anything because people will always be walking over you and you'll think that that's just the way it's supposed to be. But if you can get to a state where two things are happening, the first is that you accept yourself unconditionally, you know, you face your own shame, you face your mistakes, you basically flow with reality and keep growing with it. And if you can also acknowledge that there is way more abundance of opportunity in just about any area of your life, 
then you won't have boundaries that are so close to the bone that you forget who you are. If you can walk away from situations, or at least know that it's a possibility, then you will have healthy enough boundaries to be real with yourself at all times. And people will notice it. The worst thing in relationships of any kind, not just romantic relationships, is when somebody just kisses your ass all the time. It says in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? Ferris Bueller is talking about Cameron and he says, you know, Cameron is going to get married and he's, he's going to fall so madly in love with somebody because he's never felt that before that he's just going to kiss their ass. And Ferris says, you can't kiss, you can't respect somebody that only ever kisses your ass. Now, why would somebody only ever kiss your ass? Or why would you only ever kiss someone's ass? Well, it's because you don't have enough acceptance of yourself to realize that you can say no to that kind of dynamic. You feel like, you know, the situation is either much rarer than it is in reality, so you'll keep kind of uh, belittling yourself so that you can stay in that unhealthy dynamic, or you think that's the kind of treatment that you deserve because you've been told your whole life that you should say yes to these things. So that was a very simple thing that I just said. Basically, say no. Say it as often as you can. Because when you say it, you're usually choosing yourself. Obviously, the difficult part is making sure that your ego isn't saying no. If the ego says no, then it's only going to entrench you further and further and further within its illusory framework or its illusory bubble in which it contains your life. If you say no because of the ego, then you're actually saying no because you're afraid. You're not saying no because it's dangerous or something. You're saying no because you're scared of growing through your edge and you want the ego in place. If you're saying no because of the ego's pride, then you're not saying no because the situation or something is really beneath you. You're saying it because you don't realize that you're part of everything and that you can grow more and more into yourself by facing things. If you say no because of the ego's desire to let you see yourself according to a certain idealized image of yourself, then you've become complacent with who you think you are. Or you're not brave enough or courageous enough to face the insecurity that made you cling to that desired image in the first place. So for us to be able to grow real in the fashion that we've spoken about throughout these whole series of podcasts, you have to know what you really are when you truly accept yourself. You have to know that anything stopping you from growing real, any illusory, ego-gamey situation that you're getting dragged into is detrimental to your growth. Now, if everything in reality is part of the whole, you could say that on a long enough timeline, we could break through to anybody 
We could be real with anybody in any situation. We could always be real, no matter what. If we just had enough time for everybody involved to grow real together. That's true, I think. I believe that at the most basic level of reality, we all share the same acceptance for ourselves and each other. We all share love, I suppose, if you want to get all hippie-ish about it. But the problem is, as we've said, and I was trying to avoid in this podcast, we're all hurtling towards death. That old chestnut again, right? It comes up every time in these podcasts. Death, 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 death. That is the fundamental thing that basically puts a limit on what really is possible. You know, we aren't limitless. That makes things limited, the fact that we're going to be dead. So if you have boundaries, you might want to stick around for quite a while because you believe that people can grow, that people change, which is true. But it depends on how lost in the ego they are. Some people are so entrenched in their own bullshit that no matter how much light you shine on them from your own realness, you'll never be able to break through to them. And if life is short because we're all hurtling towards death, then eventually you have to step up and say no. You have to say, no, this isn't working. This relationship is never going to make me more real. And you either have to walk away for a while and hope that, you know, whilst you're growing even more real on your own terms, making your values valuable to others, that this person or these people are going to grow, you know, because you're not there and maybe they'll see something different. But either way, you eventually have to say no to unreal relationships in your lives and the unreal situations. And the only way you can start doing that is by using the magical word that we've been talking about. No. So I'm going to wrap that up, or this. I'm going to wrap this up. And basically, I'm going to challenge you. If you've listened to this this far, if this ramble hasn't been something that you said no to, then I just want you to kind of stay aware of the fact that you have that choice at any moment of your life to say no. Think about it in your life as you, you know, go about your business over the next week or two. Say no to things that have been bugging you. What's the worst that can happen? Don't keep saying it to the extent where you end up in jail, but set some boundaries in places where, you know, there's room for you to start placing them. And say yes to reality of instead so that you can grow more real, go out there, crush life, crush your goals, and basically just have an amazing time of things. That's the end of the podcast. Um, thanks for listening. If you don't have the book and you're into this kind of thing, then you can read the first 30 chapters um, on the online version, which is at go.personalrevolutionstoolkit.com. I'll place a link in the blurb for the podcast. Um, if you found this on sound on uh, iTunes, you can listen to this on SoundCloud. Uh, my username is Bropenhauer, um, like Schopenhauer, but with a bro on the uh, front of it. Um, that's about it. Thanks very much, and I'll see you next week.